Hear now these words from the book of Genesis. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my kinsman, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what shall your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were lovely, and Rachel was graceful and beautiful. Jacob loved Rachel, so he said, I will serve you for seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than I should give her to any other man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him but a few days because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife that I may go into her, for my time is completed. So Laban gathered together all the people of the place and made a feast. But in the evening he took his daughter Leah and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. Laban gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah to be her maid. When morning came, it was Leah. And Jacob said to Laban, What is this that you have done to me? Did I not serve with you for Rachel? Why then have you deceived me? Laban said, This is not done in our country, giving the younger before the firstborn. Complete the week of this one, and we will give you the other also in return for serving me another seven years. Jacob did so and completed her, work, her week. Then Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as a wife. Laban gave his maid Bilhah to his daughter Rachel to be her maid. So Jacob went into Rachel also, and he loved Rachel more than Leah. He served Laban another seven years. When the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. Leah conceived and bore a son, and she named him Reuben, for she said, Because the Lord has looked upon my affliction, surely now my husband will love me. Now hear these words from Paul's letter to the Romans. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. If you weren't here last week, you should have been. We had a wonderful worship service led by the Creative Arts Praise children and volunteers. And the focus of that worship service, if you were here, I trust that you remember it was the story of what we call the Good Samaritan, right? And Jesus' words, remember the attorney, the attorney came to Jesus and said, what must I do to to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, your neighbors, yourself. And then Jesus tells that story that we know is the Good Samaritan story. But before Jesus tells the story, he says, well, the attorney says, well, who is my neighbor? And so Jesus tells the story. But at the end, Jesus doesn't answer his question, does he? 
He doesn't say, this is your neighbor. He said, who, which of these three do you think was a neighbor? To the man who fell into the hands of the robbers. You see, the issue is not, was not, will not be, who is my neighbor, nearly as much as the issue is, am I a neighbor to others? Do I act towards others in loving, neighborly ways? Or am I anxious, controlling, manipulating? Am I about acquiring, managing, and not valuing God as God wants? Here's the truth, and we're going to get to the Genesis text. When our hearts turn away from God, inevitably they will turn away from neighbor. We will disregard neighbor. We will not be neighbor. We will narrow our definition of neighbor to include only those like us. So when you find it difficult to love each other, here at McLean Baptist Church, in this community, in this world, then it says little, if anything, about the other person, but says a whole lot, a great deal about us. Got that? If we find it difficult to love, it doesn't say as much about the other person as it says about us. Consider the Ten Commandments. What's the first commandment? No other gods but this one God. And what's the last one? It's about being neighborly, isn't it? Not being acquisitive. Not being jealous. Not using to get others. Not using another to get what we want. Not loving God. Inevitably ends up with us not loving neighbor. Not being neighbor. And so enter the text for this morning. The story of Jacob. Leah and Rachel. Leah, it appears, is a good person. A good person. But she has a problem, doesn't she? She has a very attractive younger sister. And as we know, Jacob has fallen hard for Rachel. Her younger sister, Rachel. I guess we would call it love at first sight. And when Laban asks Jacob what kind of salary he thinks is appropriate for his work, Jacob says he'll work five, seven years in order to have Rachel for his wife. Now, I don't think Matt has worked that long to get to marry Katie next week. Right, Katie? Uh, no, it's Okay. So this is how serious Jacob is about the, about the whole deal here. But at the end of the seven years, uh, Laban tricks Jacob. Have you ever heard what goes around comes around? The wheels of God's justice grind exceedingly slow, but they grind exceedingly fine. The old trickster gets tricked, doesn't he? Jacob hoodwinked Esau, and now Jacob himself takes one to no one, doesn't it? And so Jacob has to work another seven years until finally he takes Rachel as his, as his wife as well 
14 years. This is pretty serious. So Jacob went, uh, verse 30, so Jacob went into Rachel also, and he loved Rachel more than Leah. He served Laban for another seven years. Then in verse 31, when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And in the rest of the verses of this chapter, Leah gives birth to four sons, thinking that now, perhaps now, Jacob will love her, but it never seems to happen. How many know that feeling? The feeling of not being loved. Not feeling that you're loved. Perhaps those you remember, you remember in your childhood, that were at the edges, that didn't fit in. Maybe you were that person that didn't fit in. And perhaps you made fun of that person. Because you didn't feel good about yourself. And in some sick way, you felt better about yourself if you could make fun of them and put them down. I remember doing that. I remember doing that. I shudder to think how we teased and bullied. Oh, we'll never take a gun and shoot someone. Take a bomb, strap it around our bodies, and blow up everyone around us. But we can do incredible damage by goading with words, by knowing glances, and excluding others in an obvious way. The unemployed, the physically unattractive, the always poor. Some are beaten down permanently. They decide that their place in life is defeat. Church I served as pastor. They needed, let's say, six deacons every year. And so they would nominate 12. Okay? So you'd have six winners and six losers. It's the only way I know to say it. Ask one guy who was just as faithful as the day is long, would you allow your name to be placed into nomination? He ran a lift truck for a furniture company in Hickory, North Carolina. He said, yeah, because they need somebody not to choose. Some are beaten down permanently. They decide that their place in life is defeat. They try, they fail, and they give up. It hasn't worked. I wonder how many important contributions to humankind have been lost because of that. Some who feel unloved end up being bitter and angry. They don't like themselves or anyone else. It's painful. It's hard to like them, love them, accept them. And, accept them. and when we don't, it only reinforces their anger, their bitterness, and it becomes an endless cycle. A spouse unloved, abused, scorned may become so possessive of children that they become pawns in the game. The one who's unappreciated at work comes home and takes it out on family. Ask Diane. 
I've done that. Year after year, Leah plays second fiddle with a nod (laughs) to Chuck, who plays first fiddle. She plays second fiddle, even after producing four sons. But still, she's not loved like Rachel. She's on the outside. But Leah's remembered. Katie mentioned that in her children's moment. Verse 35 that we didn't read. She conceived again and bore a son and said, This time I will praise the Lord. Therefore she named him Judah. Then she ceased bearing. Judah, Judah. From the descendants of Judah came King David. And then in the New Testament, we learn that Jesus came from the same family tree. What individuals, groups, races are we treating indifferently or with scorn? The less affluent, the less educated, the less, and you fill in the blank. Who are the Leahs around us today that feel unloved, that don't feel valued, that feel like they're on the outside regardless of how hard they have tried? You know, it's in the statement out on the church sign, don't you, about being a welcoming and inclusive community? In the book Craddock Stories, Fred Craddock tells of when he was in high school and went to church summer camp. They had what was called CWFF, the Christian World Friendship Fund. Fred says that they would steal and embezzle to put money in that pot. They ended up at the end of the week, and this was back in the 30s or 40s, with $140. So after the closing consecration service, the lighting of the candles and all, and singing Kumbaya, they had to decide what to do with $140. There had been a natural disaster somewhere in a foreign country. Fred didn't, didn't even remember where. But it was terrible, and so... They were deciding whether or not to send the money there to help those in need. Looked like a great thing to do. Looked like what they were going to do. And then someone said, whoa, isn't that country communistic? Kids didn't know. One of the counselors said, well, it's, it's heavily communistic, but, but, but I don't know about the percentage. Well, well, I don't think we ought to be sending it there. Well, look. These babies don't know whether they're communists or not. All they know is that they're hungry. Oh, we've got to be careful, right? You feed them today, they fight you tomorrow. Finally, after an hour, they took a vote. They spent the $140 to improve the recreational facilities at the campground. Are you a neighbor? 
Jesus asked, not are you loved, but rather do you love? Do you love? Jacob, how about it? Lane, how about it? How about it? Pray with me. God, help us to love you with all we have and are. For otherwise, we can't love ourselves appropriately, and we can't be a neighbor to others. And we cannot love our neighbor as ourselves. Help us, O oh God, to be a neighbor, for we live in an unneighborly world. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen.